The following resource is presented by the Counseling and Conference Services of IOM America. Welcome to A Counselor's Point of View. Hi, my name is Steve Finney, and I will be your host. Today's topic is Men, Morality, and Cultural Identity, Part 4. Thank you for joining us, and we hope you enjoy our show. And that is, you have husband, husband, homosexual, homosexual, and I'm telling you, you can party all day long, roll around with each other all day long, every day. You're not going to get children out of the deal. No fruit. The fact that makes a fact a fact is fruit. That's an orange tree. Jimmy, how do you know that? Oranges. Okay, that's it. That's how you find a fact. Okay, you have two of the same thinking they're going to somehow fix this problem. Can't be done. Same thing over here. The lesbians can have all the intimacy that they want, which is not real intimacy, by the way. They're not going to get any fruit out of the deal. So you know what they got to do? Adoption. Or artificial insemination. And they still need the guys to do it. But then they lie about how we don't need them. Then all the lies and the conjuring of justification and excuses to try to prove to society that this is okay. Do you know most of the Americans, Christians or non-Christians, are freaking out about this new legislation? They think it's disgusting. That's most Americans. Three years, you will not have that. No way. You will be just as lethargic and lackadaisy as you are about abortion. Maybe some of you aren't lethargic about abortion. You're still passionate. You still get upset. You still hear and see this stuff and go, we have got to stop this. Great, you're of a very small percentage. Because the increase of Christians having abortions is growing year by year. Because we're becoming more and more calloused. Because we somehow bought this vain philosophy. We changed the history, changed the psychology in order to change the whole method system, in order to change the whole social system, in order to get the church to change their views on it and have homosexual pastors, and or to actually have a humanistic society. His plan is so simple, it's embarrassing. But most of us men lay around, sit around going, I I don't don't get it. And I'm one of them. It's just like I'm dense. I just don't get it. And God's just helping me say, because you're spending your pleasures, your vigor somewhere else. You apply that, that, that vigor to knowing me, Stephen, and I will show you all kinds of spectacular things. I'm like, I'm putting my vigor in the Lord. You see? I want to hear God. I want to have a clear head. I don't want to question this when my grandchildren come and ask me questions. 
I want it to be so pure and right in common sense that my grandchildren would be shocked if someone asked me why I believe that. Because it's all a part of who they are. That's where I want to get. So now you have the children looking up again. Do you know that children, for some reason, it's a beautiful thing. How many are grandparents in there? Isn't they great? Children always look up. They're just always looking upward. They always just automatically believe in God and they, you know, they're just, they're just it's just so easy. They're always looking up. Even the big people are always looking up. Well, you know, if I was the enemy, I'd go, i got to get you guys out of here. I don't want you looking, you know, to, when that child looks up, I want them to see darkness and despair and hopelessness. So they come to this conclusion, what's it worth? What's life really worth? And the whole doctrines of the Trinity just fade into society. And then when I hear Christians debating the Trinity, I'm like, I can't believe I'm hearing this. Christians debating the Trinity. What has happened to us? That is the fundamental What's back there in the background is the fundamental dynamic of all of our theology and our marriages. Marriages are the physical representation of the Trinity. For even though they knew God, they did not honor Him as God or give thanks. But they became futile in their speculations, their little vapors with picket signs. And their foolish heart was darkened, professing to be wise. You know, but I know, I've done the research on this, I know exactly what I'm talking about, I, you know, you know whatever. Professing to be wise, they became fools and exchanged the glory of the incorruptible God for the glory of corruptible man. That exchange, guys, is a great exchange and it has to happen in order to destroy a society. It has to. There has to be an exchange. First, there has to be an exchange in your heart. Well, this stuff doesn't bother you anymore. You rent the videos. You watch your blood and gore. The demonic images show up and you don't even know it. On and on and on and on. Why? Because there's been an exchange that has taken place in your heart. God wants to swap it back. It's called repentance, not repentance. He wants to swap it back. For they... And he goes on and says, And the birds, the four-footed animals, and the crawling creatures. Therefore, God gave them over to the lusts of their hearts, to impurity, so that their bodies would be dishonored among them. You will see more and more degrading stuff happen to human bodies 
like you've never seen before because of same-sex marriages. They think they're getting away with this, as you and I think we're getting away with some of our sins. They're not. They are activating God's responses. They are coming. And God is quite clear about that. And it says, For they exchanged the truth of God for a lie. I mean, they actually talk to you like they believe this stuff. How in the world that happened? And worshipped and served the creature rather than the Creator, who is blessed forever. The passage goes on and finishes up by saying this. For this reason God gave them over to degrading passions. For their women exchanged the natural function for that which is unnatural, lesbianism. And in the same way also the men abandoned the natural function of the women and burned in their desires toward one another. That's called homosexuality. Men with men committing indecent acts and receiving their own persons the due penalty of their error. And just as they did not see fit to acknowledge God any longer, God gave them over to the depraved mind to do the things which are not proper, being filled with unrighteousness. Think of our society now. Unrighteousness, wickedness, greed, evil, envy, murder, strife, deceit, malice, gossip, slanderers, haters, of God, insolent, arrogant, boastful, inventors of evil, disobedient to parents, without understanding, untrustworthy, unloving, unmerciful. And although they know the ordinances of God, that those who practice such things are worthy of death, that not only do the same, but also give hearty approval to those who practice them. Now this is I speaking, not the Lord. I believe you're going to see something very, very special happen to this passage out of Romans chapter 1 within the next five years. I believe that to the depths of my heart. Something very, very unique is going to happen to America. Because we did it. We did the great exchange and it took us one year. So when you hear about same-sex marriages in the newspaper, and now they're going to be talking about dissolving the institution of marriage and all that kind of stuff because of the hassles that's creating whatever, don't think the goal of the enemy is same-sex marriages. It is not. It's to dissolve the institution of marriage. That's just one of the ways of doing it. Now, here's the other thing I want you to kind of pick out of this passage. There's a lot in it, by the way. You could really have a lot of fun doing cross-reference verses on this one passage. This is a very powerful passage where America is today. God turned them over. God is even in charge of our society becoming a depraved society. God's in charge of even that action. Why? There's a reason. Why pornography? How many here, don't raise your hand if 
It's one of these questions that makes you feel like you're on the spot, but some of you guys who've been caught by pornography, you're beyond the pride thing. Okay? So, how many in here tonight consider yourself when you were, I'm not saying you are, so if you raise your hand, other guys don't think they're in it today. This is a historic question I'm asking you. How many would consider yourself pretty experienced in the world of pornography? Know how to get to certain sites, know how to bust through this, bust through that, and get the job done. Okay. Now, when we look at this whole thing of pornography, and let me ask you guys, what have you heard in regard to how big a problem is, that is this in the world? So that was 2001. There was over $10 billion made in America in the pornography industry. You can say bye-bye to those. The Internet's the way, baby. There's, there's going to be all kinds of fun, unique things that, are, that are gonna, the enemy's going to do with the Internet here in the end times. But it is a great way to captivate a mind and paralyze it. How many have sat at a computer and found yourself sitting there for four hours and it felt like 25 minutes? Been there, done that many times. The enemy knows that. Did the enemy invent computers? Absolutely not. I don't, I've heard that said many times. He did not invent computers. The blessed gift of a man's mind came up with that idea. Okay? But is he standing about watching going, No. Now, I can use that. Thank you, Al Gore. Wasn't he the one that claimed uh, he was the father of the Internet? Whatever. You see, and and look at something like that and go, Now, I can use that depraved idea. That's what he does. Because he's not a creator. He's not very creative at all. He's not a graphic specialist. Man does that. And, And scriptures keep telling us that. Okay, soft porn. Now, I may get some of my, my facts from because I'm not one of those experts in porn. I've been snagged a couple times through my adult life, but I may be using terminology here. I think one of you already caught it when I was sharing it with someone. So just kind of breathe with me a little bit, okay? It's these levels I want you to see. But soft porn is naked women. Anyone disagree with that one? Okay, I didn't think so. Now, what it does is it disrobes what God has covered. What was God's first act of grace? Covering Adam and Eve. I mean, here they are, naked and unashamed. And, you know, walking by the water and seeing their body parts and not even going... Boy, God, you hung me right. Because there's no comparison, sin of comparison in Adam's mind. I'm telling you, I can go on illustration after illustration what Satan has done with our minds and what we do standing in front of mirrors and what we do buying things and to, to help us go this way and out this way and all the crazy things we do is a result of sin. Of course, that's not news really to anyone. But when Adam and Eve took a bite in that piece of fruit, for some reason they became ashamed of the only the parts I never have read yet in the Hebrew 
of Adam being embarrassed by his elbow and needing to cover that sucker up. It was the parts that God used for reproduction to have children. Fill the earth with children. If there is anyone that should be having six gazillion children, it should be the Christians. You see what I'm saying? No, no, we've joined forces. 98% of your Christian new marriages are already using birth control. Wow. So he wants to disrobe what God has covered. God covers, he uncovers. God blesses, he curses. Whatever the scriptures talk about as God's action, I'm just trying to show you he'll do the opposite. God covers, he takes it off. But see, it's shocking to do that unless you're a whore or you're buying one. You see? So he had to change that whole system of purchasing whores. And the guy is actually doing the whoring. He had changed the whole system. It was too locked into the shame category. And the only way to do that is bring more and more exposure to the eye where the eye doesn't even respond anymore. Sweden. Well, I got a war. My whole life is limp. Why go to war? Good point. He did a good job. Just for a little while, though. It promotes adultery. Uh, that's kind of a duh. Now, masturbation. Now, here's what most guys don't realize. Even in the root word, it has its, its rooting in homosexuality. But all it is is man... Mastering man. Masturbation. You're baiting yourself. It's not giving yourself to the opposite sex. It is early, early signs and stuff that Satan has used to slowly set this homosexual mentality, this degrading passion thing, this unnatural thing that God was talking about in Romans 1. I don't need to get too graphic with you because you just walk that illustration through and you'll know exactly what I'm talking about. Do your own research on it. Moderate porn. Woman with woman. Two lesbians. You're sitting there watching two lesbians together. What does that do? It promotes lesbianism and adultery. Because the Bible says, Jesus actually said, he who looks after a woman... What's the rest of it? He's already committed adultery. So, see, the enemy knows that God said that, and so, wow, that's, that's an easy one. So what I'll do is I'll just get these guys constantly lusting and just constantly in a state of adultery, even though they've been faithful to their wives. Guys, if you've been undressing a woman with your eyes 
and you run around in your Sunday school classes saying that you're faithful to your wives, you are lying. That's Jesus' perspective, not mine. Jesus wasn't trying to make these guys feel bad. He was trying to help them understand that sin break, it breaks loose in the heart, not with the physical extension of the flesh. The enemy knows that. So he gets this constant masturbation and constant observing women and constant promotion of this, of this uh, immorality, but yet it's on the other side of the glass, kind of. He's got you for a very, very, very long time. It takes an average of two days to lock a guy down in pornography. Two days. You stay on it, lock yourself away, and uh, get on the internet for just two days, a, a weekend, and you'll be bound on Monday. That's how powerful this is. Will not take long, and those of you who have been there, you know exactly what I'm talking about. We are so appreciative of you joining us for this broadcast. If you would like a uh, full copy of this message, please log on to our website and click on the Resource Center. Scroll down until you see the CD titled Men and Morality. Thank you for joining us, and we look forward to our next broadcast with you. This resource has been presented by the Counseling and Conference Services of IOM America. For more information about our ministries, visit us online at IOMAmerica.org. That's IOMAmerica.org.